This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 187 of The Real Word. Word is up. I realized my smile there was a little goofy. I guess. Yeah. It was, Making it. it. Was a try too hard smile. I was trying way too hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Showing off those pearly whites from Nicole White. Trying. You have very white teeth. Do I think it's just the video. I think in real no. life, everyone would be like, it's like the realtor of it photos. You know, like you, you think that they're going to look one way and then they look another way. That's my teeth. No, they're they're pretty white. Mm, I'm working on it. All right, we've got some rackets, a marketeer. We've got a Zillow racket we're going to lead off with here in just a little bit. We've got a list of 10 must-dos in racket number two. And then we have a celebrity-studded marketeer of the week. Is it celebrity studded or did I just make that up? Uh, I th- I think th- I think it's like a celebrity studded event, okay. but I don't know that it's like I don't know that the, that it's, a it's studded. It's because it's only one, but a celebrity starred marketeer. Maybe. That would have been a better I don't way know. to frame that. I guess. Right. What do you right? I feel like star studded. Yeah. There you go. There Whatever. You go, Bobby. I mean, thanks for thanks for that. Good thing he's okay. here. Yeah. Good thing. Really good thing. All right, uh, jumping into our favorite topic, as always, Zillow is leading off racket number one. Lawmakers urge uh, investigation into Zillow acquisition of Showing Time. So when Zillow bought Showing Time, we covered it maybe two or three times on Oh, was this it that podcast. many? I feel like it was just once. Absolutely. I, th- I think it was. No, because I think there was a follow-up to it at least twice. And it's been an ongoing conversation. It's been a hmm. conversation within the real estate industry and within the community right. of agents and brokers, yep. it, you know, it, it had some, some life. Well, we and did, if, we did do a follow up because there was another company trying to release something similar to showing time. Remember? Yeah, well, anyway, that's right. Yep. Yeah. We've talked about it. By the way, if you want instant Zillow updates, this is always the place to get them. So make sure you're <laughs> subscribed to the real word. Okay. So, uh, two Republican lawmakers have sent a letter to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, urging the agency to scrutinize real estate uh, giant Zillow's planned acquisition of showing time, uh, warning the deal could harm home buyers and Zillow's competitors. Hmm. OK, so in a statement, Zillow confirmed that showing time deal is currently under this FTC review. Uh, the probe comes at a time when federal relegators appear to be turning up the heat on the real estate industry through appointments at the FTC and through an executive order that encouraged the FTC to exercise its rulemaking authority in areas such as unfair occupational licensing restrictions. Nicole, we talked about mm-hmm. uh, Biden's plan to, to make licensing easier. restrictions easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unfair trying practices. Time. Uh, unfair tying practices mm-hmm. or exclusionary practices in the brokerage or listing of real estate. Okay, mm-hmm. so, you know, what's that mean? Uh, pocket listings, that type of thing. And any other unfair industry specific practices that inhibit competition. Substantially, okay? yes. Substantially inhibit. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could get through that word. That's why. I oh, skipped you skipped it? it? Oh, I skipped. Well, that's that was, what I'm that here for. A... <laughs> I feel like I. This was a good. This is a good show. Now I get to go. I did my. If you want to, if you want another words that I skip, <laughs> we always link up these articles. This happens to be an Inman article. Uh, Andrea Brambilla just released this week. So there you go. It's an August twelfth letter by these two uh, representative representative from the House, representative from the Senate. Yep. Uh, yes, both happen to be Republicans. 
that uh, really want to take a look at this. Nicole, does this deal and when it came when it was first announced, did it strike you as an uncompetitive, an unfair advantage uh, to the competition? Well, I, I mean, I, I, not initially, but but we did though harp on the fact that what what is Zillow doing? They're acquiring data. I mean, this was just a whole nother way for them to continue acquiring data. Do I think it's going to hurt home buyers? Probably not. But do will it potentially hurt the competition? Probably because they'll ha- have their hands. In pretty much everything. It is interesting, though, because you immediately think once you hear that these two, um, you know, representatives, you know, sort of brought this up. Was it were was it a group of agents that brought it to their attention or like who brought it up to them to make them then write this letter is what I'm curious about, because I would love to know what that initiative is. And again, who's really sort of behind it and who are they standing for? Obviously, in my mind, they're probably standing for an agent. Um but I, I am sort of curious about the backstory and how it got this far, too. The two representatives say they're standing not only for agents, but for the, for the, the competitor. competition. I so for totally both. get it. Yeah. But I, I, but again, what did realtor.com like approach them? You know, it's that that's that's I, uh, I, I don't I don't believe it would be realtor.com. <laughs> uh, I do believe there was probably pressure from the brokerage community. Right. Because Na- we're National all using showing time. Right. Well, National Association of Realtors, that's the, that's one of the things that they do really well is they've got all these lobbyists that can, you know, go and make some noise with the Senate, with the House and and try to put pressure. And and in this case, put pressure on these two representatives to put pressure on the FTC. Uh, you know, in their letter, they pointed towards many of Zillow's acquisitions, Dot Loop, Bridge Interactive, Street Easy, Naked Apartments, uh, also the acquisition of Trulia in 2015, which was really, Trulia at the time was Zillow's biggest competitor. For they had sure. they had even taken, you know, more uh, of the you know market share for lead generation than Realtor.com, and these were all approved without conditions. So they want to start looking at these acquisitions a little bit closer. And this was a five hundred million dollar acquisition of Showing Time. So the price tag keeps getting bigger mm-hmm. on some of these acquisitions. They clearly wanted Showing Time. They paid half a billion for it. And it's been very controversial in the industry. This was announced back in February. And they think that uh this further entrenches Zillow's consumer information advantage. You know, Zillow is spending a lot of money on information, on data. We we talked about it in last week's Real Word. Go back and look at that where their quarterly earnings came out at $1.3 billion. They only made a $10 million profit on that $1.3 million. They're willing right now to give up profits for long-term customer acquisition, for brand building, for getting consumers comfortable mm-hmm. with going to Zillow first, not the agent. And I've got a great example. We're, I, I've been doing a little bit of back-end homework. I teased this on a previous podcast, Nicole. I've got a very close person in mm-hmm. my life who is selling their house in another oh, state. Oh, yeah, down, using, down south. You were going to – Down south. Yes. They're using Zillow offers. Right. And the price tag – I don't want to really get into it until it closes and they've got the money in the bank. But the price tag that Zillow has given them – You said was big. And, it was enormous. It was forty to fifty thousand dollars more than any of the comps. In fact, it was just as much as the new construction in the neighborhood, and it was all at a one percent fee. So why is Zillow buying 
this forty to this, this home forty to fifty thousand dollars ahead of the comps, they're buying brand awareness. They're buying consumer data, and you know what else they're buying? Trust. What do we as agents always say? Well, we say trust. It's, it's we always say we need, we need people to like us, know us, and ultimately trust us if they're going to transact with us. Right. Zillow is building trust. They are building slash buying trust. Well, they're definitely buying trust. <laughs> they are buying it and they're doing it with their acquisitions. You know, if they can get closer to the transaction, like through showing time, they're going to have a clear advantage in building that trust. Now, what this, you know, what the FTC has to decide is, is this an unfair advantage? Right. How do you feel about it? You feel it's unfair? You know, when you describe a monopoly, I believe a monopoly is described at being over 60%. Let, let, let me look that up. What is a monopoly? What is a monopoly? Now, Zillow, if they're, if they're going to, their, their attorneys are going to argue, hey, Zillow's only on less than 5% or influences less than 5% of the transactions right now currently across the country. So could you consider that a monopoly? Or are they going to look at a monopoly being how much traffic they have in comparison to all these other sites? My opinion is based off of uh, you know, what is a monopoly? What it's is not even, percentage? it's not even giving you a percentage really. It's saying a market structure characterized by a single seller selling a unique product in the market, an exclusive possession, possession or control of the supply of or trade in a commodity or service. Gr greater than 50% has been necessary for courts to find the existence of monopoly, monopoly power. I thought there was a specific number, uh, if a company has a market share of greater than 75%, they would probably be considered a monopoly. So I think once you get into the course, there's a little bit of a gray area. It's certainly over 50%. Uh, but I have heard a number greater than 50%. Here's this number. And I'm just Googling quickly. So well, you it can must be over 50% because if, you... if you're talking about exclusive possession or control, I mean, you'd have to have, yeah, some serious pull there. What the government, yeah. So, so you can fact check me and I'd love to hear your comments, what a true monopoly is. But, but you know, I believe their attorneys, when they get into this situation, I mean, you asked me what I thought, but I'm, I'm just kind of going through it here to set it up. I, I believe the attorneys are going to say, oh, this is not a monopoly beat because look at all these other sites, add up all their market traffic. Right. You know, we're still not at 50%. Yeah. Or we're, we're, you know, we're certainly not at 50% of the transactions. Showing time, you know, kind of, you know, relates more to the transaction than, than it does, you know, lead generation or traffic on a website. Yeah. Uh, do I think it's an unfair advantage? You know, they've done a better job than, and I've said this multiple times, than any other brokerage at building brand at scale across this country with real estate consumers. So right. is it unfair? Right now, I just don't believe it's unfair. I, be I believe they're doing a better job. I mean, you know, to sit here and cry that it's unfair seems very participation trophy to me uh, and i'm not big on hmm. 11th place ribbons i know that you said that twice run, this morning already yeah i'm big on the participation trophy yeah, thing today you are Have you, did you ever do fun run where you would get like you know i was never good at but i didn't country. but i didn't run like 
No. Like you had to like you walked that, it? that was like a voluntary thing. Like I don't voluntarily yeah. run. Voluntarily no. run. Never voluntarily and, run. No. And you get like a ribbon at the end. It's like you came in fourteenth place. No. Like I had all these like uh no. these odd colors that were not winning colors, you know, for but coming in fourteenth. But you kept signing 11. up for it. I mean, why would you Yeah, I was trying I was trying to get in the top three. Voluntarily run. I, I, was, I was a big failure there. No. So yeah, I, I don't think it's unfair yet what they've done. Should the FTC be looking at it? Probably that's what they're there. They're set up right. to do that. Right. And so we'll see what happens. We'll continue to cover Zillow on the real word as always and, and would appreciate your comments. And the article is linked for you to dig into more of that and what it could mean going forward. Racket number two. Racket number two, Nicole. Another yep. list. Are you ready for a list? Well, we haven't done a list in a while, I feel like. We'll link this up. This is an Inman article list. It's an opinion piece. 10 must-do sale preparation tasks regardless of the market. You're seeing a lot of signals that the market is shifting. So whether you're in a good market, uh, a less-than-good market, a bad market, whatever kind of market you're in, these are 10 must-do sale preparation tasks. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through all 10 and say whether that's a racket or not. Yep. Number one uh, is... Paint, Nicole, paint. Do you think regardless of the market, sellers should be painting? 100%. And if you're not painting walls, you better be at least painting your trim. Really? Um, oh, 100% of the time, one, people need paint. 100% of the time. Well, again, I mean, unless you- I couldn't disagree more. What? Stop yeah. it. Well, I, I think there's a lot of situations where you need paint, but 100% of the time, I, regardless of the market- Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. There, there's so many homes okay. that we can point to over the last sixteen months that yeah. did not that probably needed paint, but yes. it didn't matter. They had forty offers. That's so the paint wasn't going to make a difference. Well, but we've talked about this with staging though too. You know, will you get better offers? Staging because listen, the photos, the I, first showing. No. You can't tell think, if the paint is I good think, or not. It's not until you get into the house and listen. Which is most even worse. Buyers, it's, it's like we were just talking about before with a real estate photo. Like you see what you thought that I looked like, and then you and then you're pissed off. <laughs> you're disappointed. No, no, no. And but, then you're deducting price. You have when to paint. And that's why I think the staging ar argument is valid. I got to get into the house and visualize how I can set up my stuff. Staging accomplishes that. I don't but know. most buyers excited, new buyers excited about buying this home. Okay, the the layout works. The floor the floor plan's great. I can put my stuff here. I can. Set Set it up the location. Love the location. But all it needs is paint. Oh, I, I'm a new excited homeowner. I, I can paint. I'll paint. It'll be fun. We'll get pizza and, and we'll pizza? paint. Pizza? Now you're we'll getting get pizza? Pizza painting party. Everybody uh, has pizza when they you, paint. Do you have, Everybody knows wait a that. Minute. Everybody you knows. paint? You paint your own home? Everybody knows you get pizza when you paint. I no used way. To, I, I don't was, paint my own house. There's when I was buying that. homes at, at from 19 to 21, making very bad investments. Not like the investment you and I just made, which is a great investment. But when I was making bad investments, I used to do these pizza painting parties. I'm not going to be painting this new investment that we just got, nor will I be eating pizza at that no, house. No, but I do think that paint is very important. And I bet you nine out of 10 of those homes that are getting over list have painted. <clears throat> Sorry. I have All right. I'm calling racket on that. You're, I'm not you're, calling a racket. You're not calling. <laughs> Number two, landscaping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you dying? I have are a, you good? I have a tickle. Tickle. I have a little bit of tickle. Wait, so are we saying that, okay, <clears throat> so this article is everything, and it is talking about, so let's, we do need to preface, we are talking about ROI here, like return on your investment. So, That's how they lead off the article, they're talking yes. about return on the investment. Yeah, set the expectation by focusing on return on investment, 
So it's important as an agent to set the tone on, on what yeah. the return is on all these different things. And, and you know, this uh, – who wrote the article here? Kara Amir is arguing that uh, landscaping should be addressed before going – regardless I, of the market, before going – I do agree with that. Sell. You know, again, throw down some mulch. Get rid of your weeds. And I agree too. I, mean, I agree cut, too. Because- cut some shrubs. I mean – Jeepers creepers, people are going to I be agree. driving by. I mean, I do think exactly. that it's a, and it's a super easy thing. You don't even have to spend money on it. I mean, That's you right. just go out there and do it yourself. If my first showing is online, I'm likely seeing an exterior home uh, photo first, and then I'm probably driving by before I get in the home. To your point, to see if yep. I like the location. So your first two experiences with the property. Uh, have to do with the curb appeal. So at least the front yard should be addressed uh, in some way, whether it's just a cleanup, whether you do a weekend cleanup, yeah. mulch, like you said, whatever. Yep. So I agree there. Uh, number three, an appliance refresh. Uh, again, and, and I am happy that they at least do talk about the the difficulty of finding appliances. I mean, nine times out of 10, I bet you you're looking at at least four to six weeks for appliances right now if you're lucky. I talks about that. I do not want to wait to put my house on the market for an appliance to come in. I think you're probably better off maybe giving them an appliance credit where you're mm. at least acknowledging the fact that you need appliances, but like to wait six weeks, you're, you're going to miss out on the market. So I, I disagree with this unless, uh, again, unless you having an agent come into your home like a year before, like maybe that's something that you're planning for. For but- sure. And, and I'm halfway on this to your point. If you can get the appliances, I would rank appliances over paint. Uh, shiny new brand new appliances over paint. Huh. Um, so if you've got the time and you can actually get the appliances and you're going to get the return on investment, I, I would, I would rank that above paint. Okay. Unless the place is like so bad, like, okay, here's where I'll go back to paint a little bit. Okay. If you've got purple walls, mm-hmm. then yeah, paint is at the top of the list. But if you have white walls and they're just a little bit dirty, eh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm at least worried about the walls and I'm much more concerned with people's trim. I mean, mm. you have families or dogs. Up. I mean, it just looks worn and it looks or like kids. beaten it up. I think I said my, children, but yeah, well, you said families, but my, well, my specifically toddlers, uh, Reagan has this little, Oh, like, like on wheels. Well, she's got like her feet running. Yeah, um, yeah. On the bottom of this thing, it's like a UFO that yes, she sits in. Right. I don't know the actual name of it, and she just keeps banging mm-hmm. on the trim. Just keeps knocking my trim. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. We need to put a bubble wrap around this this UFO. She's walking around my house in. Wow. Right. <laughs> Number four. What do you think of that? Nicole? Countertops. Is that a racket? Uh, the which which the UFO? The UFO is a racket. The UFO thing. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Countertop sink. What do you think? I disagree. Uh, this in my mind is a complete and utter racket. I think that the it problem does. here is too is you're also picking countertops that you like and maybe not a, a prospective buyer like. So yeah. this would not be anything that I would ever if, unless unless someone's countertops were so horrible, um, or you're in a certain price point, you know. Again, in this market, if you're, you know, maybe over four or five hundred thousand and you don't have granite countertops, I think that's a huge disadvantage in something, or some type of stone. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely something that you should be investing in. But I'm not going to say every time you need to update your countertops. Never. Yeah, that's a racket. And what's a bigger racket is if you're a homeowner and what you said, Nicole, you're picking the countertop. You should have somebody like Nicole White, uh, somebody in your local market who's an expert at design and what is trending today with the majority of the buyers. Remember, you're selling your home, so picking right. what you like is a is a really bad plan. For Flooring sure. update. 
So this, I, I again, if we're talking about every single time, and it's, it states in here, dated or worn carpet. Yeah, um, I, I, so that I will agree with. I, I think that if you're not willing to replace the carpets, I do make my sellers at least get them cleaned because I do think that having carpets cleaned can not only make them look better but smell better too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about animals or, yeah, I, I, I mean that that'd be the big one, really nasty carpet. But if you have hardwoods that just Needs a refresh. It's like the paint party. Somebody can come in there and refresh. Well, but I it. also think that again, it would, I think this goes true with most things. I always like to offer out credits. So you're at least acknowledging the fact that you know that the floors need to be done. And here's a credit for you to put it towards that if that's what you choose to do. But All right. So here's one. Number six, the roof. Yeah. If your seller's roof is nearing the end of its life, it's going to be difficult to get away with not replacing it when they prepare to sell I'm calling big racket on that. So, Huge but you, you, racket. No, yeah, I mean, okay, I, there you go. I just listed a house recently. And, and again, it wasn't leaking. It was fine. You know, the buyers did ask for a credit. To be quite honest, materials right now are atrocious. So to even start participating in doing a roof is crazy high. Again, this would be another situation. Take the credit, like wait for the supplies to come down in price and then do it. But I disagree. I do not think that a roof needs to happen. Yeah, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And- right. You're right. not going to get your, I would tell you right now, no, you're not going to get your ROI no, on that never. replacing the roof. But so. what you should do is obviously disclose, disclose, disclose. Say it's at oh, least yeah. 30 years old so that they can't come 100%. after you know, yep. after you for it. Yeah. Number seven, heating and air conditioning. So, so this one's a hard one because like yeah. you kind of need heat in order to sell a home I mean, typically and you need financing. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you have to have functional systems. Right. If you have an, an HVAC system that is not functioning, get it functioning but should you go and necessarily put air conditioning in i mean you know nicole and i in a couple weeks are closing on uh an investment property that doesn't have ac we're going to be putting in air into that property now we're doing not doing central air we're going to do the you know the mitsubishi wall units or something very similar to that right so that there is air if you're going to sell a resale and you're not going through the renovation process, do you need to add air condition? I mean, are you the only home in your neighborhood without well, air condition? So that's, that's the biggest that's probably thing too. And, thing. and price point too. I mean, yeah. I will say that I think that buyers now are, 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 I, are almost demanding air conditioning now. But yeah. again, is it worth dumping 20 G just to like get a buyer to come into your house? I don't think so. I think if you're painting and making it look all frilly and pretty on the outside, I think you'll be able to find a buyer. No problem. That's then willing to just take it. Cause it's pretty again. We're in the Northeast though too. So like, we're yeah, talking, that's what I was going to say that. I mean, air conditioning, we're talking about legit maybe for like three months yeah, tops. If you, so if you, if you're, in many other states in this country, then it's like, what are these people even well, talking about? AC is well, like at the top well, of the list. Well, and it's funny though, because that, again, you talk to people down in Texas and they don't understand like heat. Like, why do you right. need heat so bad? But right. anyway. So it, it's definitely location-based and and uh, it's got to be functioning properly. So I would say, yeah, it has to be functioning. Whatever system you have needs to, need to be right. uh, functioning. Number eight, handyman fix it. So updating old plumbing fixtures. Light bulbs. You know, these types of things. Yeah. I, so this one, I do like this one. Um, I have had sellers even um, I've asked them to replace uh, doorknobs and hinges if they're a little older again anything that immediately pops out that a buyer would walk through and immediately start like deducting price is where I hit first and to be quite Mm -hmm. honest these are the cheapest things for you to do you know for you to get a $25 doorknob is a lot cheaper than putting in central air so whatever you can do to sort of take away from the largest ailment in my opinion um, is where you should start sort of 
like throwing some of the cash. So this one I do agree with. Based on on the premise of this article, regardless of market, this is a racket. Regardless of market, you don't need to change these things. So uh, if you're in a what? if you're in a great seller market, you do not have to change these things. You need to have That's better ridiculous. light. Let's have at That's least ridiculous. Good light that is light ridiculous. Bulbs. I'm basing everything off of the regardless of the market oh, headline boy. here. All right. Number nine, this is not a racket. This is the most important on the list. Number nine, deep cleaning, decluttering, and organizing. The most important, any market, hands down, no question about it. Number nine. 100%. I mean, this yeah. is this is definitely, this should be, I mean, if we're going in order, this should be 100% number one. Number one. Yes. Regardless of market, that is a number one uh, key thing to do. Number 10, windows windows number 10. i i mean i don't getting even, them clean i don't even clean my own windows <laughs> so i i don't i don't get it remember regardless of market this is I, not this is a racket i will say though that i do sometimes encourage my sellers to take um out their um their screens um mm. because that actually makes the photos look better and yeah, crappy it, it, screens. yeah you just take even if they're nice screens just take them out store them in your garage again mm. the house looks a lot better without screens it photographs well and obviously um again it's it's a lot less like distorted when you're in the house so it just looks brighter but i never i mean windows is not wouldn't even make my top 10 yeah. Yeah. All right. Marketeer of the week is actually a big time Bravo star. Is she on Bravo? Bravo? Is no. it Bravo or no? no? What is it? No, that's not Bravo. What is it? Who, what's Kim on? She on who? E. Uh, the E? She's not on oh, E. Oh, on E? Maybe she has her own network. Keeping up with the Kardashians is on E? Really? Huh. huh. Why do we not know this? I don't know. She's on TV, though. She's on television. Well, cable. obviously. Cable I mean, we do know that Kim is on TV. She's on cable. Six real estate marketing lessons from Kim Kardashian. Okay, let's go through the six and uh, yeah, I guess see if there's any e. value here. She's got listen. She's got 240 million Instagram followers. So it's it's shocking that it took us this long to get to Kim Kardashian as the marketeer of the week. Seventy Twitter followers. I'm sure we've had her before. Seventy Twitter followers. It says the highest in the world. I'm surprised nobody has 100 million Twitter followers. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, you're right. We did. We talked about him. Yeah, it's E. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Huh. Uh, as Kanye, her her old fling. Well, no, I think they're still technically married. So yeah, but they're getting divorced. They I are believe. getting a divorce. So, so as yeah. Kanye told GQ magazine, in order to win at life, you need some Kim K skills. Period. Period. So here you go. What are those Kim K skills? Turning negative into opportunity. So when things go bad, even when a deal goes bad or somebody writes a negative review, th this says like, you know, don't let it affect your focus. Pick yourself off, dust off, learn from the experience, right. blah, blah, blah. I would argue that telling the story so that people don't think you're just some weird, perfect like, you know, thing on Instagram where you're like vulnerable, where you're like willing to show people, hey, this is the experience I had or this is the experience – uh, consumer had here's how we fixed it telling that story online could be really powerful so i agree with this one mm -hmm. turning negative into a positive uh being overly confident what's your thoughts on that one 
I mean, that's just not in my DNA, I don't feel. But again, they are saying that, you know, more people, what is it saying here? Determine that people who project themselves in an overly confident way tend to be recognized and promoted more professionally. I agree to that. I mean, obviously, who else is going to stand up for yourself or, or sing your praises more than yourself? But that's not even natural now, for me. This is an this is an Inman article, which we'll link up, of course. The lesson learned under this, if you read it, it says, you know that statement, fake it till you make it. Do that. Totally, 100% racket. Totally disagree with that statement. Do not fake it till you make it. You want, this is how you exude confidence and build trust in real estate. Right. A consumer asks you a question that you don't know the answer to. Love the question. That's a great question. I know exactly where to find the answer. I'm going to get you that answer within 24 hours. That's how you show confidence, not by making something up. Faking it till you make it in this industry is how you get exposed. So you can have confidence without faking it. You just know you're, you know what to say when you get put into a situation where you don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. You have a script for that. Love the question. Great question. All of our experienced clients ask similar questions right. like where your head's at. Let me go get you the answer or just being, you know, you know, knowing your scripts, training with your team, being willing to practice before you go out on the field, showings, listing appointments is going to make you more confident. Well, so. we are talking about marketing here, though. So I'm assuming we're, we're talking more about maybe video, you know? Yeah. So in video, like literally doing lots of video is going to make you more and more confident, like doing things, doing right. things over and over again, practicing. Yeah doing. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what makes you confident. Yeah. N knowing your audience. Yeah. You want me to respond to that one? Know your audience. Should well, we always have, we always right? have to know our audience. I mean, even when we're, even audience. when we're out in, in day to day life, you need to know your audience. Are you with kids? Are you with adults? I mean, I, this is, I feel like obvious. Um, and again, even more in marketing too, you know, who, who is it that you're trying to attract? Yeah. Um, and, and who, and, and how, and obviously how is it best to be, you know, how are you going to educate them the best in what, in what format? Yeah. Who are you trying to speak to with this new video? Is it sellers? Is it investors? Is it agents to join your team? Who is the message going to resonate with? You should know that up front. Uh, the power of the selfie. I mean. The power of the selfie. I feel you like. You love taking selfies. Well, I don't, but I do know that. But you do it all the time. Well, because selfies do Because the, the power of the selfie. Because the power of the selfie. For <laughs> People sure. People like seeing a selfie better than they like seeing. 100%. You know, like, they would rather see this a, face a than, than a yeah. beautiful kitchen every single time. And it's yes. funny because we actually did put that in our bathroom, like no selfies in the bathroom, but um, <laughs> we did, <laughs> which is provoking even more selfies in so. our, in our new office. For those listening, that doesn't know what the heck Nicole's talking about. Nicole put a, uh, a framed quote, no selfies in the bathroom. And I feel like we should pop it up because I think we've had at least four, Bobby, or five, pop it up. four or five agents do photos with the no selfie in the bathroom selfie photo. But yeah, anyway, pop that up, Bobby. <laughs> Uh, engage your audience. We talked about this, I believe, just recently on a marketeer where uh, Jason Pantana. We were talking about Liz Novello, how yeah, she, she engages, was, and, and that was comments. why she was marketeer of the week. Absolutely. was because of of her engagement. And Jason Pantana got the honorable mention that week because he had an Instagram post where it says, "Follow your shot," right? Like follow up with your posts and and make sure you're in the comments. So definitely engage, and. Um, and then it's not all about you is mm -hmm. the last one. So, I, you know, I'd agree with all of this. This is all very good 
basic knowledge mm-hmm. of uh, being able to market yourself effectively. Maybe not basic and may, maybe not super basic, but but actually applying this is now the the opportunity here. Well, and in this situation, it's not just family, but it's it's teammates. It's it's local stores. It's you know local restaurants. Where did yeah. you buy your coffee? Where did you buy your shirt? Um, maybe taking a selfie in front of the new restaurant. I mean. Definitely I know, I know that we just do. did Chris Smith from Curator on last week's Marketeer about, and go check that one out if you missed it because it's really valuable Marketeer talking about the NCAA athletes. But he just came out with a video this week. He's putting out some great content, by the way, that talks about the change on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, the privacy rules. And at the end of that video, he really talks about what we've been saying forever on this show building brand because you're not going to be able to target people the same way over the next year and going forward with these new privacy laws that we have been able to in the past. So you better know your audience. You you better engage your audience. You better include your audience to get people to reach out to you because you have such a powerful brand. So, uh, you know, let's, let's all put this to work. I think it's very valuable. Share this episode, please. Mm -hmm with an agent or a broker or a team that can benefit from it. If you enjoy this type of content, really encourage you please uh, to consider subscribing and we'll see you guys here on the next one. We'll see you next week. Bye guys.